0: Don't be afraid to be yourself. Like, I think a lot of a lot of my fears, my rational fears come from just like judgment from other people. But I think I overthink that and assume that people are going to judge me based on what I'm doing. When in reality, a lot of people like look at what I'm doing and they're like, that's sick. So I think just like being more vocal about what I'm doing and just being myself to like a T.
1: What is up, hello, and welcome back to Where Are All My Friends. This week, we are sitting down with Garden. Garden is an artist from upstate New York who has a really, really cool story. He got into music originally making beats, then kind of got into poetry, put them together, and made something very, very special. In addition to his music, I think he's just an overall really cool, really genuine dude who has a story and a message that I really fuck with. Uh, He's pretty quiet most of the time, but when you really get to talking to him and you talk to him about what he stands for and what he's trying to do with music, he really has this side of spreading this positivity and showing everybody that they can do it. And you really feel that as you learn his story because he's from a very small town and he had a lot of things against him uh, and still made it work, so. I really love that and that's the exact kind of story that I want to tell on this podcast. Uh, the other very cool thing was he was just on the Version 3 Where Are All My Friends tour, which is a tour that I put together really to showcase artists just like him. Everybody on the tour is independent. I feel like there's just this really special scene of artists that stand for something coming up and to be able to bring that together uh, is really special. So. If you came out to any of those shows, any of the West Coast uh, version three tour shows, I just want to take a second to thank you as well. Like LA sold out, it was absolutely insane. Watching this community come together is so inspiring. If you were a part of that, thank you so much. The tour ended in LA, we were hanging out. He was kicking it here for a week after and we figured what better time to do a podcast. So it worked out really well. Um, this was his first ever podcast, and that was, I was so honored to do it. I want him to keep doing this, I want him to keep talking to people, I want him to keep spreading the story, because I really ride for him and I want to see him go far. Uh, I think that pretty much says it all. Uh, I ask the same thing every week. Really just follow, like, subscribe to the podcast, rate it, hit it with a bunch of stars, write feedback, tag us on social media. I'm always paying attention to feedback, I always want to make it better. I always want to hear the guests that you want on the show. So tag us both. Uh, I'm at Andrew underscore FTW. He's at Garden, which is G-U-A-R-D-I-N. And his Twitter is at Astral Agenda. I think that pretty much says it all. Thank you for listening. As always, let's get into it. We we just got off tour. That's exciting. You're here for such a cool reason. It's been a blast.
0: Dude, I'm, I'm still adjusting to LA, specifically the weather. But like, really, it feels good.
1: Well, because we were talking about that earlier today. Like yeah. Matt was trying to figure out why everyone feels like slow and shitty. So what's yeah. what's your weather adjustment?
0: It's just like I'm so used to being cold and rainy back in New York, and here it's like nice all the time or most of the time. At least when I'm here. So
1: yeah. Oh, so it's good weather adjustment. Yeah, no, it's
0: it's good um, weather. Um, sometimes it's a little too warm. Yeah. But I can mend.
1: This is the first time we've run the AC in the house. Really, for the entire time we've had the lease. Damn. This month is the first time. How long we've run you guys lived here since last September? Jesus, yeah, Christ. yeah. But dude, I love it because like we all got together. It's been like a week. The tour's been over for almost a week, yeah. and we're still all just kicking it here. And I feel like every day, like all of us are kind of just like, yeah, hey, you guys want to try to do this or whatever. Yeah, it's been like we got to wrap up summer camp and still mm. have like.
0: Little shenanigans here yeah. and there, yeah,
1: yeah. Like you got it's a cool. tattoo today, and like yeah, we got to hurt. throw like a little bit of like a little after after tour celebration and all yeah. that. I love that. I've it's never had dumb. it like that.
0: It's been super sick. That party was awesome. It was cool. That was a lot of fun. That was the first time I've ever thrown a party. Yeah, yeah. I remember that because you were telling me
1: you're like, Yo, I kind of want to like throw a party. Yeah, party. that was fun. I uh, felt like we did the perfect mix. Like we yeah. did like the. It wasn't a mansion. We can't call it a no, mansion. No,
0: but it was like the view alone was like way better than what I think a mansion could offer.
1: Yeah, like hills of L.A. Yeah, fancy modern house.
0: It was like mild bougie. Yeah, mid mid bougie. Mid bougie. I'll give it yeah, yeah, yeah. mid. Yeah, mid tier bougie. Yeah,
1: not not bougie, but not ballin'.
0: Yeah, it was like it was like B tier. Yeah, it was a high, B-tier. high B tier. It was it was good. I'll give it a high B. Yeah.
1: That one piece of glass was broken before. Oh my so.
0: God. I woke up and I was so fucking stressed about that. dude. That was, that was oh, so you
1: awesome. saw it at night and you were like, oh, fuck.
0: No, I didn't see it at night. I woke up like oh, the oh, day oh. after and I'm, I'm cleaning up in the kitchen and I glance over and I'm like, fuck. So I, I hit the group chat immediately. I was like, hey, guys. I'm so glad that I
1: saw that right then, too, because like, yeah. I pretty quickly knew. I was like, oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. you're good. Yeah, it. That's thank
0: fine. God. I was like, he's on his way in like 20 minutes, he's gonna see that and be like, What did you do?
1: And he didn't even he he like glazed that
0: shit. No, yeah, he literally like he walked downstairs, he looked around and noticed how spotless like spotless it was because we had cleaned and was just like, Okay, are you you waiting for your Uber? And I was like, uh no, I should probably call my Uber though. Yeah. <laughs> really cool guy. Very chill. Very chill. Um, well, cool.
1: Okay, so I kind of told you a little bit before the podcast started, but I'm just so intrigued. Like, first off, thank you for doing this.
0: Thank you for having me. This is like it's my first time doing something like this, so it's very, very intriguing.
1: I'm truly honored. And I'm like, honored. I think you're the perfect person to be on it, because I wanted to do a mix. Like when I had the idea to do this, I wanted a mix of everyone on every side of the industry.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's because like I think that the artist's story is super interesting, yeah. but I also love talking to managers and agents and creatives. Cause I think we're all here for a similar reason. Like, oh no, definitely. All of us have like a, a similar underlying like, you know, this means something to me. Yeah. So I love hearing every side of every story, and I'm particularly intrigued by your artist come up because you're so through and through, just like this genuine dude who's stoked to be here. Yeah, like thank you're like, you. oh yeah, I'm stoked to be here. Yeah. Like, everything you do. So I want to hear like how that came to be and just like how everything got. So. I'm excited to have you on this one. I think it'll be a good one,
0: dude. Yeah, it's gonna be sick. Fuck yeah, I'm
1: stoked. Okay, so normally, or here, do this before we get into any story. If mm-hmm. anybody doesn't know who you are, who are, what's your artist name? What do you do? Where are you from? Give me the I'm, give me the quick explanation.
0: All right, uh, my name is Garden. I'm a 22 year old big child from <laughs> from uh, from Western New York, semi upstate. Um, I make music. I, I self-produce. I sing. I rap a little, and I play some ukulele. I like that. Yeah, thank you. That says it well. It's <laughs> a pretty good intro. Yeah,
1: it's not <laughs> bad. Um, and you're, are you self-taught too? Yeah. Wow. No lessons. Really? Yeah. Everything with like instruments and production, yeah, you just picked it up. That's fucking crazy. Thank you Was it like YouTube and shit? Like,
0: um, yeah, a little bit of YouTube here and there. Um, I remember I was really into some Forty One growing oh. up. So like. I remember I had a guitar. I got my first electric guitar when I was eight or nine. Yeah. Fat lip. The intro to fat lip was like one of the first things I learned. Oh my God. So, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy.
1: So wait, what year were you born?
0: 96.
1: Okay. So when you found some 41, how old were you? Uh pff probably like seven. Wow. Yeah. That's early to find that yeah. and like connect with it.
0: Yeah. I got into like emo music fairly early too. I remember like one of my favorite bands when I was nine or 10 was AFI. Yeah. And then Hawthorne Heights quickly after my Chemical Romance, et cetera. Whoa. So
1: that's crazy. Cause I had Shinny on the, on the podcast and mm-hmm. there was kind of a similar theme where we bonded over a lot of the same bands, mm-hmm. but I'm, almost 10 years older than him yeah so it's funny like i almost got into it late and then you guys almost got into it early yeah where it's like we still nerd out over the same bands and yeah. like the same album still means so much to us real shit so okay so you find some 41 mm-hmm. that album seven years old and you said you got your guitar then
0: yeah i got seven? my guitar uh i was like eight or nine wow yeah. that's early too yeah
1: and is that just like shouts to your parents like they saw that you were genuinely
0: yeah. um i used to hang out with my cousin zach a lot and my cousins were always like big on sports, but I never was really. Um, so the only thing we really had in common was music. And I remember they used to listen to Blink and Sum 41 like all the time. So I just kick it with them. Um, and I really wanted to pick up on guitar because they had guitars at their house. So I'd play. I like kind of fuck around at their house with their guitars. Um, and I would come home and try to watch YouTube videos and like learn how to play more shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never I never actually got my own guitar until I was about eight or nine. Damn. And then I remember being 12 and I got my first acoustic guitar. My mom made me get a haircut to get the guitar. (laughs) Yeah, that was
1: like part of the bargain.
0: Yeah, my hair was uh, about down to my shoulders. And she was like, if you want this guitar, you'll get a haircut for me. And I was like, "Eh, fuck it. Like, it's it's hair. It'll grow back. Wow.
1: (laughs) That's a good bargain. I mean, honestly, you won on that. Worth it. So worth it. Damn, so and then where did you grow up? Like what area?
0: Uh Wellsville, New York. It's like it's considered a village. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so it's like smaller than a town? Yeah, it's I think the population's like eight thousand and then oh. where I live now, uh Hornell, New York, it's ten thousand. And so it's like barely a city.
1: When people say they grew up in a small town, like you grew up I in grew a to, yeah, small, small town.
0: town like the only thing that ever came out of Hornell was Bill Paulman. I don't know if you know who Bill Pullman is. I wish I Spaceballs. did. Spaceballs. So. Oh, he's, uh, I forget who he plays in Spaceballs, but he's like one of the main characters in Spaceballs.
1: That's all. That's that's yeah. What you guys so got. when you
0: when you drive into Hornell, it says Hornell, home of Bill Pullman. Stop. And that, that's, he that's got a it. plaque. That's it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck! Damn. So you could you're coming for him. Yeah. If the project goes well, yeah. like it's gonna
0: be like. That's all I want is like. Hornell, home of Bill Pullman and Garden, and that's it. Wow, that's like that's the goal. After that, I'm quitting music for good, bro. Just I, kidding, but
1: <laughs> I'm like now that I know that, like mm. that that's that's happening.
0: Yeah, hope fingers within crossed. your
1: music career, that's happening. We're I, getting I want that it to plaque. <laughs> that's so good
0: because like nothing ever comes out of Hornell. We have like local rappers, but mm-hmm. it's like 35 year olds that like still live with mom and they make like shit that sounds like Eminem. And yeah, it, it's not good it's, it's very very mids yeah so
1: okay so you grow up in a very small town so damn thank god that you had friends that like found cool music and all that oh yeah damn okay <laughs> and like what were your other hobbies so you weren't into sports you find music pretty early so you probably yeah. like deep dove into that
0: yeah music uh, i was really into wrestling growing up oh okay. like wwe i would never yeah. like actually do my own shit but Really into wrestling. Um, I got into skateboarding pretty early too. About the same age, like seven, eight. Oh, whoa. Okay. Um I'm that's about it. Video games were like a staple. I think yeah. that's for every kid. Typical it's, boy shit. Yeah, typical boy shit. Runescape. Yo. Oh, we could talk about RuneScape for a Yo. minute. Bro. <laughs> I
1: remember playing the one with like the super, it was like very blocky.
0: Yeah, uh RuneScape classic, like the original. Yeah. 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 That shit was fun. Yeah. I remember I had an account. Uh, My stepbrother and I at the time shared an account and we worked really hard to get level 99 woodcutting so we could get a skill cape. As soon as that happened, he changed the password on me and tried to act like we got hacked. I still remember that to this day. I let it happen too. I was like, okay. And I just let it happen. We put years into that. That's dirty. Mm -hmm. Wow. I'm still very upset about that. Fuck that kid. <laughs> yeah, That's fuck fucked that up.
1: kid. <laughs> I, my RuneScape memory was um, I played it at a friend's house that his house was near a graveyard, mm-hmm. and I didn't have a computer that was good enough to run it, so I had to go to his house to run it. Mm-hmm. And nothing really to do with the game, but I was young enough where I was terrified of the graveyard, so mm-hmm. I associate that I was afraid to stay up too late and play RuneScape because if I did, ooh, spooky spirits would come haunt me. <laughs> So I could only <laughs> play RuneScape during the day there, or else I'd get too scared. Damn. <laughs> but, okay, so yeah, so you grew up, typical boy shit. Yeah. And as you're growing up, was it that music stuck more than skateboarding or anything like that? Or, like, what what made you double down? Or, like, how did that shape out?
0: I think music was, like, a big staple in my family growing up, too. So it kind of it was something that I was kind of, like, born into, Mm-hmm. um my mom used to listen to like a lot of pop music like Backstreet Boys and oh like, really and then my my dad played the drums and was oh. like big on like sticks REO Speedwagon like shit like that so oh wow um, from like a really early age I was I was really into music I remember being this is like the earliest memory that I remember yeah um I was four years old and I was taking a bath yeah And my mom came home with uh, Millennium, the Backstreet Boys album. Yeah, yeah. I remember bawling my eyes out in the bathtub because I was like in love with the Backstreet Boys. So that that album was like the first, the first like piece of art that like really like caught my eye and caught my heart. Yeah. So shout out Backstreet Boys. Yo,
1: for real. And (laughs) again, it's so funny that we have that parallel because I'm again a little bit older than you, but I remember that album coming out, and I remember I had like a disc man. And mm-hmm. I remember, like, sitting on my couch listening to that album. And, like, I mean, now we make fun of boy bands and all that. But, like, at the time, like, that was,
0: like, fucking dope. Yeah.
1: And, like, I remember, like, just, like, that album was so good all the way through where I was like, what? So
0: good. That was, like, their peak for yeah. me.
1: Yeah. Damn. Okay, so Crazy Memories, music, stands out, musical family. Mm. Um, and that's, that is interesting to me because I... I wonder like I didn't grow up in a musical family like none like neither of my parents played I didn't have any close family that was like that I ended Mm -hmm. up getting an acoustic guitar at some age but I just I do wonder like I I wonder if that is such an important piece to have like the musical parents or like if if that's like in your genetics almost like I don't don't know because it's like about
0: that it's like my mom was like into music but just like as like a fan like a like a listener yeah um and my dad wasn't around much growing up other than like my early early childhood oh. so i feel like it was kind of like uh like music was like a, a tool for me to like escape okay so i think that's kind of what drew me in uh towards music at like a like a later age like my early teens
1: so yeah it wasn't like coming from the technical side of having parents to teach you it was yeah. just more
0: that it was a thing in your family yeah it was yeah. like a it's kind of like a hobby, I mm-hmm. guess.
1: And then, so you still stay skateboard? I mean, you skate now still, right? Uh, yeah, here
0: and there. Trying to get back into it. Yeah.
1: So. I was talking to Morgan and JV about that. Yeah. We want to do like a skate day out here.
0: Oh, yeah. That'd be hard. Uh, I'm so down. Yeah. I think we're all probably the same level of shitty. I can't do flip tricks. Oh, really? You got me on kickflips. So oh. I can like, I've landed three kickflips in my life. What? That's it. I'm like good with like spins like shove it's i can do all day uh like body varials i can do those yeah like 360s i can do those but like i can't i can't do flip tricks
1: oh shit i got you actually yeah. I, because to me the thing that changed my kickflip game mm. was you have to treat it like an ollie mm. all it is is an ollie with your moving your feet a little bit differently
0: yeah and my problems i can never like keep my front foot down mm. i like kick it too far outward
1: oh yeah yeah but like if you treat two. it like an ollie and you mm-hmm. just ollie you naturally bring it back
0: yeah we need to have a skate day i gotta kick more downward and not outward mm-hmm. yeah
1: um okay so and were you like a good kid in school and like how are you in school and all that
0: uh, it's relatively good i um i like had my own little group of friends kind of like kept to myself my grades were like b's and c's okay. all all the way up until like high school Um, and then 10th grade, actually, I dropped out of public school and I tried to do stuff online. Really? Ooh, I have a long story about that. So yeah. Um, yeah, after 10th grade, I, I dropped out and for a year I just kind of like was laxing, just like chilling. Uh, I was in a long distance relationship with this girl and she had moved in with me at the time.
1: Wait, 10th grade, how old are you? You're like
0: 16 something like
1: that that you lived some very adult moments pretty early in your life
0: oh yeah love will do it to you (laughs) that's crazy okay so continue Um, yeah so she she was from texas she had moved in with me for probably like nine ten months um and at the time i wasn't going to school we were trying to figure out how to go about doing the online shit and k-12 which is like the it's like the most popular uh online schooling Mm -hmm. they didn't have that in new york state at the time so I had to tell them that I lived in Michigan with my aunt, and my aunt just mailed me my textbooks. Um, but this was like months after. so it was like the next semester, pretty much. Um, so I, I was really worried that I wasn't gonna graduate with my like my class. Um, but they compared state test scores and apparently Michigan's like state test scores or whatever, their' like standards are way lower. <laughs> way lower than new york because i wasn't excelling at all i was like getting 80s yeah so they let me skip a whole year i skipped my junior year completely Whoa. um yeah weird very and, weird
1: because like when i talked to you like you're a smart kid was it just that you didn't care about school
0: i just i i cared about school up until like the end of middle school because like I think bullying was a big factor of that. Yo. I just like stopped giving a fuck about everything when that kind of came about.
1: Like the sport. Bullying. Bullying. <laughs> bullying. I thought, dude, I thought we were about to, I was about to tell you how I had my own ball and shoes. Oh, we were damn. Gonna, yeah, I'm an avid <clears throat> bowler. It's a, my mom was on a bowling
0: league. Fucking sick. Yeah, she's pretty good. Fucking sick. <laughs> bullying. Bullying. <laughs> <laughs> bullying, bullying, same thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. So
1: bullying, middle school, and you're just like, fuck this shit. Yeah. Kids yeah.
0: are fucking cruel. Yes. Very cruel. I remember, I still remember this story. Sorry, we're getting a little sidetracked. No, this is it. Like, yeah. this is. I love hearing this. Yeah. There's this kid. I, can I name, name drop? Or is that sure. It? There's I mean, this yeah, kid. I'm, let's call this motherfucker Yeah. Out. This kid, Noah Stevens. We're cool now. Okay. So shout out. You're probably not listening to this, but shout out Noah Stevens. Um, He was like really big on bullying my friend and i during lunch like he just like tossed pieces of corn and like just like obnoxious shit just school fuck shit yeah and just like call us names there was one day where i like just reached my breaking point i remember like standing up walking over to his table cracking open a mountain dew and pouring it all over his head and that was like my hardest moment of my life like like i felt on top of the world and i I stood there and it's like just dripping down his head. And I was like, you gonna keep talking shit. And he was just like was silent. All his friends are laughing. And I was like, do something. And he did and nothing. Did you know he did nothing. I was like, that's what I thought. And I walked. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I walked out of the cafeteria, like shoulders, like all broad. I felt I felt like a king.
1: Oh, and then you dropped out. You're like, I just mm-hmm. fucking won. Fuck this mm-hmm. shit. I'm out.
0: It's like I ain't dealing with this no more
1: damn yeah okay so you're at home you end up doing the online school
0: thing yeah R- relationship
1: so, she's living with you yeah
0: um she she ended up going back uh, and living with her parents for a while and during this time I was like finishing up school mm-hmm. so I had just like got to I think it was it was probably like May mm-hmm. um and everything was like about to like be finished up and they wanted me to go to Michigan to do my state tests. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that was going to have to, like... I didn't know that was going to be a thing. Yeah. We were so broke at the time that I couldn't go to Michigan. No way. And do my state test. So I technically never graduated. Whoa. Which sucks, but, like, I still worked my ass off, so... That's crazy. Yeah. Damn. Pretty
1: wild. That's that's very nuts. Okay. Fucking A. Yeah. (laughs) And you said your dad wasn't around much, so was it that your mom was kind of supporting the family?
0: Yeah, it was, like, so... It was my mom and my sister for a long time, and then my sister, she's like eight years older than I am, mm-hmm. so she's she's thirty now. But um, she had moved out, started dating somebody, and they they got a place together. So for a while, it was just my mom and I, and then my mom started seeing somebody, and he had a kid. So it was like, it was just like the four of us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my mom was like super super supportive financially for like everybody
1: damn so shouts to her that's, yeah
0: shout out mama garden that's awesome she a real one
1: it's cool too. it's cool because like i got to meet them at the end of the last tour yeah super nice so It's like i you're telling me these stories and i see like actual faces to those yeah. people and they're so kind and yeah. so excited for you
0: so that's awesome and she's always like oh like how are the boys doing how's andrew how's Aww. dylan and i'm like they're great like that's awesome yeah super supportive mom okay so
1: that wraps school and throughout all of that, like, when did you get to the point of releasing? Like, was your first project under the name Garden? Like, is that your first musical project?
0: Or no? Oh, really? I don't want to tell you the name of it because it's fine. Still up on SoundCloud. Okay, Barry. I, I wish make, you would, but that's fine. I used to. <laughs> I used to take these really weird obscure samples off this website called looperman uh-huh. so you would go on this website looperman and you'd type in a bpm mm-hmm. and it'd pop up with all these samples oh, and okay. i would download all these individual samples and then i have drum packs and i would like piece them together bit by bit in audacity and i would release them like that they're horrible really Whoa. really badly done um but yeah it was like i did that for like a year or two um that was when i was 13 or 14. yeah and then I was like, "This is trash. This is so bad." Um,
1: or yeah, but that's that's a cool age to be doing that. Yeah,
0: no, definitely. Everybody in school was like, "Oh, like, what are you doing? Like, this is yeah. cool." But it wasn't it wasn't that cool. Um, and then I started Garden when I was fifteen. Wow. It was just beats. Okay. Um, I think the first song I put out was called Ruth. Mm. I deleted that off of SoundCloud. It's on YouTube. Okay. Um, but I deleted that off of SoundCloud. It was same shit, just like looping shit together, like mm-hmm. piecing it together. Um, and then 1617 I started fucking around with like lo-fi hip hop, a little bit of like electronic stuff. Like what were a couple artists that stood out? Uh, like Nujabes Oh, dude! Is um, that how like, you say it? Like Dilla, I th- I think I don't. Dude, I love it. I always say yeah. Nujabes. Nuj- I don't know how to pronounce it. Dude, that's so piece.
1: crazy. You say that like that's when I need Zen. Like I yeah. love it. I go. It's like so a good. go-to. I, we've so never good. talked about that. That's crazy. Yeah,
0: that's dope. Okay, so him, uh, him, Dilla. Yeah. Um, I really, I think around that time I found out about Oshi as well. He's like a, he's more like electronic trap style stuff. Um. Yeah, I can't think of any other ones. No, but that's
1: that paints the picture. Yeah, it
0: paints it pretty well. Okay, so um, you
1: find that.
0: Yeah, I started trying to like replicate what I was hearing and mm-hmm. like whip up some bangers, but I didn't really make anything too full of substance or like too too pleasurable to the ears till I was like eighteen. Um, and I remember I didn't start doing vocals until probably three four years ago so really like 18 or 19 yeah
1: and why was that
0: i just i never like i used to like sing and like play my acoustic guitar but i never put anything out and i was just like yeah my voice sucks like i just like sounded like a whiny little emo kid yeah and i was like nobody finds this appealing
1: so you were just kind of like overly critical or self-conscious about it yeah
0: very very self-conscious about it Um, i think that's really hard for a lot of people no definitely doesn't that feel like a common theme especially in this scene it's like Everybody kind of hates themselves. (laughs) It's the way they sound, at least.
1: Yeah. And it's like, it's funny because, like, we're our own harshest critics. And Mm. so many of the kids that feel that, that are that hard on themselves, like, we listen objectively and, like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, we love it. Yeah, exactly. Some of our closest friends, right? Where it's like, you hear a similar story. And it's
0: cool, too, because, like, I remember finding Gianni's music, like, three mm. years ago. Shinigami. Yeah, like, Shinigami. I found his shit, like, three, three and a half years ago. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, This is so good. Oh, fuck. That's cool. Yeah. It's just... It's cool how it came full circle and we're, like, all tight now. Yeah. Dude. Um, Yeah.
1: That's my favorite part is, like, seeing, like, the circle of friendship. Like, now everybody's, like, really becoming,
0: like, homies. It's wild. Like, I never... I mean, I never thought I'd be making music, at least to this extent, and I never thought it would get me to so many different places. Yeah. So it's, it blows my mind.
1: Dude, you saying that too, like it's, it comes from such like a genuine excitement too. Yeah. Like it's not that like stereotypical phone it in. I never thought I'd be here. Like we've talked so many times about it and you're nah, like, dude, you real. don't understand. Like I never thought yeah. I'd be here. It
0: always like leaves me at a loss for words too. Like I, I'm really shit at describing how it makes me feel, but like I'm, I'm fucking blessed. So yeah, it's very cool damn
1: okay so you start you start garden at 15 you start doing lyrics a couple years later Mm. um what was the response to it
0: like did you start to get an immediate response or like well i didn't so when i started doing vocals i was just kind of recording shit here and there and not really putting it out just showing my friends Mm -hmm. um but my weed plug at the time shout out shout out justin my my weed plug um Used to go up to his house and we'd get really baked in freestyle. We'd have like a cipher circle uh, with like a couple other friends, and I would never participate. One day I just decided to. I had some stuff written in my notes, and I was like, Is it cool if I like spit some written shit? And they're like, Yeah. And everybody went quiet, and I was like, Oh no, they hated it. And they're like, Yo, yeah, that was really good. (laughs) I was like, That so that was like the first, the first like actual reaction that I got from anything that I'd written. Yeah. Um, and before this, I was writing poetry here and there. So, Oh, really? Yeah, writing, I think, came a little more natural than actually using my voice. Whoa. So, yeah, but... Uh yeah, started writing a little bit a little bit more hip hop based shit.
1: Cause I was and, gonna ask you about that because like your lyrics are pretty in like they're pretty profound. Or like they're yeah, it's like you. it definitely feels like you're not phoning in lyrics. Like yeah. they're very conscious and not definitely. So that comes from knowing poetry early.
0: Yeah. I remember I think I started poetry when I was sixteen or seventeen. Well, I remember I, I'd visited my dad because he lived in Virginia at the time. And we were going to go on vacation to Kitty Hawk, North Uh Carolina, like a little little beach on the coast. And I remember that whole week that I was there, I just wrote a bunch of poems. And it was like, it was a good time. Whoa. Yeah.
1: That's a cool piece. That explains a lot. Yeah. Okay. So you start, you get the validation of them. They get excited. You'd already Mm -hmm. been into poetry and all that. Mm -hmm. And that was like the nudge to like. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that along with like, so around that same time, uh, that I started like freestyling, like writing more. Um, I had just gotten fired. The only other job that I worked apart from music, I was a janitor at a hospital.
1: Stop. Dead ass. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. Yeah. So
0: I worked overnights. I was like twelve to four a.m., just like four-hour shifts. And it was the top floor of the hospital. It was these doctors' offices that treated inpatients. Yeah. Um, but it was inpatients that were there for drug and alcohol abuse so um but the floor that i cleaned was just offices and like bathrooms so it wasn't anything like too grimy yeah i got to put my headphones on nobody was there and i just like there was there's this podcast well i don't know if it's considered a podcast but there's this thing on soundcloud called the future beats show okay and it's just a bunch of like futuristic future based type shit uh-huh. i would throw that on the host complexion has like the smoothest fucking uk voice yo, like smooth yes. british voice yes um really good transitions everything was sick so i'd like throw that on find new music while i was mopping or like just cleaning in general um and then i remember getting fired over a broken ringer on a mop bucket that i didn't break um but my boss was mad that i didn't report it although it was like four in the morning and i'm not gonna call him at four in the morning and be like yo the ringer on the mop bucket's broken that's Fucked. yeah i got called in it was like i think it was like 10 a.m he called me in and was like yeah we need to talk about the mouth bucket sitch and i was like okay like what's up <laughs> with that
1: god who like think back to that like think that that yeah. dude like that dude is a guy that exists is yeah. a guy that fires a kid over a broken what sad life does right. he live
0: and it's like he was one of those dudes that like demanded respect because he was a nom vet oh <sighs> But like, like all respect, dude. Like, whatever. Yeah. But like, you work as a boss at a hospital. Like, you're like, you don't know like what.
1: Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah, that's, super what I whack. love that though. You know, I think another artist that had a job as a janitor was Oliver Francis, who toured. Yeah,
0: her. and it's funny because I remember watching his No Jumper interview. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, we are so alike in so many ways. This blows my fucking mind. Yeah. Um. And he's small town as well. Yeah, uh, Missouri, right? Yeah, yeah. shit's crazy.
1: Damn. Okay, so you get fired from that job, Mm -hmm. and did you? What like when did you start uploading garden music with lyrics? Uh, So that was,
0: I think, the first project that I that I actually tried with vocals and like put out vocals was December of twenty sixteen. Okay, so. That uh, was that long ago. No, it was a three-piece project, or not a three-piece project, a three-track project um, called Lost and Found. And I remember I had a song in there called Ice Tea. Mm-hmm. I had the auto tune respeed to like a hundred. Shit just went nuts though, like <laughs> the weirdest, weirdest, whiniest shit. But it was, it was a good time. It was yeah. really good. Um, and then I put out my first actual project. It was seven tracks uh, called Ataraxy. I think March or April or no, I think it was May. Um, But I, I dropped a single from that called rinse and repeat and I submitted it to this channel called anime vibe on Uh YouTube. Yeah. And they picked it up. Whoa. And that was the first time that anybody like was like, yo, well
1: you answered my question. I was going to ask, was it it like an instant response? Like, did you get an instant response of positivity?
0: Yeah, it was, it was kind of slow at first. Um, I was, I remember somebody called me and was like, yo, like I just found you on an anime vibe and I was like, what? Like I fuck with that channel heavy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I remember I would check the comments every day. Yeah. I was like really stoked about it. check the comments every day and just like see what people thought. Yeah. So, like see if there's any constructive criticism. And I got like really invested in that. And then people were like, oh, like when's the album come out? When's the album come out? And I dropped Ataraxy, I think a month after that had been posted. And the response was really good. Like cool. people loved it. And that was that was the first time I ever dropped like a full like cohesive project. Yeah. Um, and then following project, or no, the yeah, the next project that I dropped was in October. Yeah. Uh called Lacuna. Uh-huh. And that's like my like staple project. Like wow. that's the one that like set the bar. Wow. Uh, I think it was like 14, 13, 14 tracks. Um, I had features from like Gucci, uh, Flowers, no, Flowers wasn't on that. But I dropped a bunch of singles with Flowers before that. Um, yeah, Gucci was on it. Hammy, yeah. Um, Nine Tails, wow. So it was that was like the first time I put something out that was like really like like I put my heart into it. Yeah. And, um,
1: I have a I have a question. There. Yeah. Cause I I think this is so cool. Mm -hmm. And like the names you just said there, like you're from a small ass town in New York. Yeah. And I think that really shows the power of like internet friendships. Oh yeah. So tell me like that side, like was that just naturally like Instagram, like seeing artists that you liked or like, how did you meet those guys? And what was that like? A
0: lot of it was like, I would find their music on SoundCloud Mm -hmm. and I would just message them and be like, Hey, like I really fuck with you. Like, yeah, just thanks for putting out awesome music and being like true to yourself. And they'd hit me back. We'd shoot the shit for a bit, and either either I'd be like, "Hey, let's do work," or they'd be like, "Hey, let's do work." Sick. Um, and I think working with them brought us kind of closer. Yeah. But I had never met anybody from the internet up until, shit, I, I can't even think of when. I think it was the summer of last year's so when it like, got real real crazy when I met uh, Convolk, Nine Tails, Whoa. and all of them. Yeah. Like Damn, when we did the whatever it takes recent. video. Yeah, the whatever it takes video was filmed. I think probably exactly a year ago.
1: That's cool. I just I think that that's worth stopping for because if somebody's mm. listening to this, that's a fan of your project or trying to get into music, like. I think it's really scary to put yourself out there and to like you view these people as above you. And I think the common thing that we keep finding is like, we're all just friends, like trying our best, whatever.
0: We're all equals.
1: Yeah. And there's absolutely going to be more and more people that come up in this scene Mm -hmm. where it's like, I think that that's so important. That's so cool that you did that. And I hope that people take away, like, if you like what somebody's doing, like hit them up. Like, just tell them. That's so cool.
0: It goes a long way. Yeah i've made i think like some of my best friendships have come from music yeah so and it was just me just being like hey i fuck with you yeah and then them being like i fuck with you too and yeah, yeah etc like, there's no
1: like weird like secret cool kids club <laughs> no. like it's just like yo like i, I like what you're doing and nah, you're yeah yeah
0: we're all a bunch of nerds yeah so i love it it's that's very cool. cool
1: okay so you put that out you had a bunch of cool features on it mm-hmm. um Get uploaded to anime vibes. It's, it doesn't matter. I keep dropping. I used stuff. to stress like su- like noises like that, but it's like pretty pretty minimal. I like there were the first episodes that I do, mm-hmm. there'd be noises and like now we're talking about a noise and people will probably like wait why are they talking about a noise like, yeah they're like, like I did not like, even hear a noise yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: okay cool for the listener
1: a water bottle cap was dropped <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry we've ruined your entire podcast
0: dropping smart waters over here
1: yeah oh man um okay so that comes out, you have a bunch of features on it. You meet them online. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until even later that you meet in person. Yeah. But that was probably enough where people started taking more and more notice. And it,
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's cool. Cause like when we, when we did the, whatever it takes video, we yeah. didn't plan that at all. Really? Was not planned. Um, Jack Rodier ended up being there. There's a bunch of people were hanging out at, uh, our friend heavy's house. Shout out heavy empty. Yeah. Super, super cool dude. Let okay. us sleep on his, on his floor there it is um, a real one Nah, real real shit super cool dude um so we're all together in manhattan uh, shinny was there young scuff Keyshore, like a, a fuck ton of people like half the people that were at that la show yeah were there that night whoa so really really cool monumental for sure wow um but we i remember we went and got chinese food and then we came back no, we went and got Chinese food. We went to the corner store and got a bit of a bit of alcohol. And then we came back to Heavy's house. We're like one or two drinks deep, like feeling pretty nice. Got that buzz going. And Convoke was like, hey, we should do a video for whatever it takes. And Jack was like, yeah, like I got it. Like I got my camera. I got my stabilizer. Like let's just fucking do it. Did the whole thing in one take. What? Didn't have to refilm it or anything. It was literally like, I mean, you saw when we filmed that video in the green room in LA. Yes. For, for Gasp. Yep. It was just like that.
1: Wow. Yeah. Dude, it's as you were telling me that I was thinking like I kind of mm-hmm. got lost in a thought of like that video that we did or that you guys did for gasp in L.A. Yeah. Like, I wonder if that will be talked
0: about later. Like, I, I wonder if that casual
1: so. little green room moment, because that was exactly that too, right? Everyone's yeah. hanging out in the green room and he was just like, yo, like, let's run it.
0: Yeah. Real shit. Damn. And Jack kills it. Shout out Jack too. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Super dope.
1: Okay, so you guys meet then, drop the video. That video has gone crazy, Yeah, I think
0: it's, last I checked, it was 2.1 million. Holy fuck, it broke two mil. Blows my fucking mind. (laughs) Holy
1: shit. (laughs) Seeing kids, like, lose their mind to that song on the tour, like, Mm -hmm. just recently was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, no, that was dope. Especially, like, they lose their shit during Ninetales' part. Yeah. It's fucking, it's dope. Everybody was singing along. Yeah. Super cool.
1: Damn. And, okay, so you get fired as a janitor. Mm Mm-hmm. How? What was the delay of like making any type of money or like, was there any moment where you're like, wait, fuck, I just got paid for this?
0: Yeah. Okay. So, um, Anime Vibe actually gave me like a, like a, like brief payout for one of the songs that they had posted. Oh, really? So they, they asked me if it was cool if they monetized it. Uh And I was like, yeah, of course. And they're like, well, instead of giving you what you make or what we make off the monetizations and it's going on our channel, we'll just like buy it out. Okay. And I was like, okay. And it was a song called Evergreen. Mm-hmm. They gave me $300 for it. I remember I was, I was at my ex-girlfriend's house in Canada and she was at work and I was just like chilling in her room. I remember opening my PayPal and seeing 300 in my account and just crying.
1: Whoa. I was like,
0: I know it's not a lot of money, but it no, was like, like.
1: Dude, that means the world. Yeah, like it yeah. doesn't matter what that amount is. It yeah. represents so much more.
0: Yeah. No, it was wild. I, I like sat there and I had to keep looking at it and like refreshing the page I was like this shit's real like this is really happening and I think that that was the moment that I knew like I needed to keep doing music because it was actually getting me places like it had always been something that I was really into like I love music like don't get me wrong but yeah. knowing that I could like make it into a career rather than just a hobby yeah was like what gave me the drive to keep going with it and not not only to keep going with it but to like excel at it yeah so, yeah it's all it took
1: fuck that's cool yeah super cool fuck i'm so glad that yeah. like, you told me that moment because that's like it's so inspiring that's it was so dope.
0: cool i remember calling my mom too and i was like mom you're never gonna guess what just happened and wow. she was like she was stoked but she was like oh like when are you getting a job though? yeah and i was like you don't get it like this is gonna be my like give it like a year and i'm gonna like i'm gonna do something really good with this like yeah
1: yeah And then was it... It had to have been a little delay after that before you started getting any type of money from like streaming.
0: Yeah. No, so that was... Fuck, when was that? That was summer of 2017 Mm -hmm. that I had gotten the the money for Evergreen. Um, It might have been spring. It was either spring or summer of 2017. And then uh, I ended up dropping Lacuna. Mm -hmm. And I think it was shortly after I dropped Lacuna... um, I started seeing money come through repost network. Yeah. Off of streaming. Yeah. And I think my first, the first like big check I ever got was a grand. Wow. And I was like, holy shit. Dude, that's like like good. That's a very good early check. I was like, this is like money I could be making from a nine to five, but I'm doing it from my bedroom.
1: Yeah. And I mean, fuck,
0: that's all it takes. Yeah. That shit blew my mind.
1: Damn. Cool. And Hmm. then from there, it gets to I mean so you're just in your bedroom making music, making friends online, internet, all that. Yeah. When does touring come into it?
0: So touring didn't come about I never even thought about playing shows up until I met Dylan, my manager. You know shouts Dylan. to yeah. shouts D Sosa. Follow D Sosa on Instagram. Follow D Sosa. He's that man. We
1: should take a second and explain because yeah. we're I think we're close friends because of him. Yeah. And like Dylan is your manager. He lives Mm. out here in Los Angeles. He's a younger manager. He's under 30. Mm. And like just, I don't know how to say it other than like one of us. Like he doesn't, he doesn't seem like a suit. And he has this freaky good passion and excitement in everything he does. Like you get him started on a business idea and he breaks it down. It's this, 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 and this, and this. And there's like this, something about him where he sees a line and he's destined to get it done
0: real shit and he'll make it happen too like he he had been emailing me for months yeah and I would read his email skim it close out of it didn't care yeah um I had this big like fuck industry yeah people agenda at the time and I was like "I'm, I'm never gonna do any industry shit like fuck studios fuck all of this yeah and then he sent me this email and the subject was this is the last time I'll email you or something along the lines of that. Yeah. Um, he wrote like, it was like a five paragraph email about how my music means so much to him and how it brings him back to when he was my age and he was listening to the stuff that I listened to growing up. Yeah. And I remember just sitting there, like crying, reading the email. And I was like, damn, like, I got to email this guy back. Yeah. Um, and then I think it was like within a couple of weeks, like three to four weeks, uh, he convinced me to go out to New York City. He flew out to New York City and we met up. Hung yeah. out for five days and then the last day he was like, I know you're like about like fuck labels and all that shit, but like I really want to manage you. And I was like, dude, like let me, where do I sign? Like, <laughs> I'm so about it.
1: A quick question on that too. And <laughs> like, obviously, as I am a manager myself, yeah. I, I have my own thoughts, but coming from an artist and one that had such like a genuine, like fuck the industry side of things. Mm. If there is anybody listening that is an artist and is in like that position where they don't really know, like, yeah, what would you tell an artist? Like, what was that like shift or like
0: what, what sold you
1: on that? Like, I what was that special thing?
0: A lot of it just came from like misinterpretation of what the industry actually is. Because all you hear and it's, it's the same for any news, really. All you hear is a bunch of horror stories. Yeah. So for me, it was just like being able to like meet people face to face and like, see like the fine print right in front of me rather than hearing about it through other people that are in the industry. Mm. Um, and that's, that's really all it took and knowing that like there's people out there that genuinely care about you, your well being, and your career, not just making a profit off of you. Yeah. And I think that's what stood out about Dylan is like, he's a genuine guy. Like at the end of the day, like, he's like an older brother to me. He's like, like I look up to that guy. Yeah. So, uh, to have somebody like that in my life, not only as a friend, but like to help me with my career is all that I needed to be like, okay, like maybe, maybe I'm not on this fuck the industry shit. Maybe, maybe I want to read into it, you know? That's cool. So yeah. Uh, Yeah. I
1: love that. I think you said it so well, like just that care.
0: Yeah, exactly. You just, you just got to find somebody that gives a fuck and that's it. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Cool.
1: Okay. So then, so touring, touring comes from meeting Dylan.
0: Yeah. So we, we met up in New York, um, we, we started working together and within, I want to say it was like a month and a half, two months, he got me confirmed for the Wicca Phase tour. Wow. I was with Nine Ninetales when that happened. This was the same week that we filmed the Whatever It Takes video. Wow. And we were posted up in an Airbnb in Harlem. Yeah. Um, we were sharing bunk beds and I'm sitting in the top bunk. I remember this vividly. And I got the text from Dylan and I was like, yo, I just got confirmed for my first tour. (laughs) And I started, I almost broke down. It was, it was awesome.
1: Well, bro, Um, like to put that in context, (laughs) Wicca Phase has been around for a while in the sense of like, he's, he's a staple. Like he has respect and has been doing it. And a lot of artists would kill to tour with him. Oh yeah. So for you to come in as a newer artist out the gate and get that, Mm -hmm. that says a lot for you. That is a big
0: accomplishment. And like dudes... Every, including everybody in GBC too, like that's a staple in this scene. Yeah, and not only that, but like I fucked with Tiger's Jaw heavy in high school, yo. so that was like very nostalgic for me to like to be like, yo, like this dude was in Tiger's Jaw. Listen to him growing up, and yeah. now we're hitting the road together. Yeah, so because you awful. also
1: we've talked about that, like before you got into any type of the SoundCloud scene or anything <laughs> there. You were like big warp tour kid,
0: oh yeah, pop punk all day and that, day. <laughs> that
1: probably came from like stemming from some
0: 41 and all that yeah? yeah, no, definitely i uh I remember like a day to remember was my favorite band for the longest time. I yep. uh, used to go to Warp tour every year. I didn't miss a year. I think I went I think I went to like eight or nine warp tours.
1: whoa, starting when like, uh,
0: 2009 Wow, 303 and Under Underoath were the only bands that I went to go see. Wow and I, I remember that vividly.
1: yeah, that's crazy.
0: And then I got into, like, some more, like, post-hardcore shit. I remember I got got really into We Came As Romans. Oh, shit. Um, A Skylet Drive. You know
1: Josh did an episode? Yeah, I listened to it. Yeah, it was good.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I was was definitely a big Warped Tour kid. Those were, like, the only concerts that I'd ever go to um, up until, like, a couple years ago. Whoa. Yeah.
1: That's cool. That's really cool. I wonder, though, why, what, if you grew up in that, what made it? What made you not start a band? What made you do a solo project and not a band?
0: So when I was twelve, I tried to start a band. Um, I wanted to be a drummer, really, really bad. Oh, uh, I had my own drum set and all these. So this was, yeah, I think I was I was about twelve. Was it seventh grade? Twelve. Sounds about something right. like that. Um, so in seventh grade, I actually, I switched schools. Uh-huh. So I was going to Wellsville and then I switched to Hornell, uh-huh. which is where I was living at the time.
1: And that's where you dumped the Mountain Dew on the kid?
0: No. So I only went to Hornell for a year. Okay. And then I went back to Wellsville. That's where you Mountain yeah, kid. Yeah. Okay. Mountain Dew the kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, But I met some kids there that were, that were really cool. It was, it was funny cause I wanted to do band cause I've always been like a band kid. Um, but I was in percussion and it was like the first week of going to that school that the the band teacher, uh, I'm trying to remember his name, starts with a B. It'll come to me at some point. Mr. Balin. There it is. Shout, nice, out, shout out Mr. Balin. Um, within a week of me being at that school, he like somehow convinced me to sign up for marching band. Okay. But I was like really socially anxious and I was like, I don't want to do that. Like fuck after school programs. Like I don't want to do any of that, of that yeah. shit. Um, but marching bands where I met these two kids, uh, John and Nate, mm-hmm. and we started a band together called medic and the meltdown. That's kind of a hard name. Yeah. Not bad. Thanks. I came up with it myself. Yeah, <laughs> the poet. Um, yeah. So we were, I think we, we only existed for like a month. Yeah. Um, but around the time that we're going to do practices and stuff, uh, my cousin had hit me up. I was like, hey, can I borrow your snare drum? And I was out of town at the time. And I was like, yeah, like, go ahead. The door's unlocked. Like, just, just bring it back whenever. Like, I get home the next day. My whole drum set's gone. What the fuck? Completely vanished. Um, my cousin stole my drum set. What the fuck? Yeah, and then I'd hit him up and he wouldn't get back to me. Your uh, own family? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what so, he, he only lived, like, 15, 20 minutes away. So, so what'd you do? I should have pulled up on them. Yeah. <laughs> but I just let it slide. Damn. I don't know why. Um, but I did have a rock band drum set. And rock band, I think it was the second rock band, had a freestyle mode. Yeah. Where you could just like hit the drums. Holy and like shit. it would play. So it was just like an electric kit. So we used that for every band practice that we had. And then they kind of got sick of the fact that I wasn't using a real drum set. Yeah. And they were like, yo, this shit's not working out. And we just broke up. Wow! So, tried to have a band, but my cousin stole my drum set. Shout so, out Austin!
1: In a weird, <laughs> twisted way, fuck you, Austin! Yeah, but shout out Austin!
0: Yeah, yeah, real shit. He yeah. sold it too. What the he fuck? Sold it, and he told me he sold it.
1: <laughs> what the
0: fuck? Yeah, my family's kind of weird.
1: Jesus. Okay, mm. that's crazy. That that's uh that answers it. That's yeah. nuts.
0: He's got a kid and he's married now. So
1: yeah. So Sounds look what happened there. Yeah, yeah karma. Yeah. <laughs> and we say that like a bad thing. Yeah. Like a fuck you, enjoy your fucking fuck, family. Fuck families. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, so then we were talking about touring. So you do the yeah. Wicked tour.
0: Yeah, the Wicca tour was... That was actually the second to last tour that I did. So that was until, what, March? No. Fe- yeah, end of February, beginning of March. Yeah. Um, But that was the first one that I was confirmed for. Yeah. And then... I remember being at home and getting the call about the Oliver Francis tour. Yeah. And that was big for me because Oliver is definitely a big influence on a lot of my early stuff. Yeah. Uh, Like the whole Ataraxy project, I like based that off of his production entirely.
1: Like, dude, I think that he's such a special piece of this entire come up of everything. Oh, yeah. Because he's doing something different, just different enough where it influences Mm -hmm. several different lanes And he's so much his own person. He stays in his state. He doesn't give a fuck about moving to big cities. He films his videos with his friends. Yeah. Like he sets such a good example and then he's good. Exactly. So, yeah, I understand. That was probably crazy to confirm that.
0: I remember getting the call about that and I was just like, you're fucking with me. Like, stop. Yeah. It's like, nah, like confirm for five dates. And I was like, this is so insane. Holy shit. I, I remember I had to like, I was like, yo, can I call you back? And i just like laid there for like 10 minutes like crying and i was like this is so crazy holy shit. that was like the moment that i knew like this music shit was gonna go far yeah like i mean i i had been making like a steady income prior yeah. to that but yeah. that was like apart from the money apart from all that shit like that was the moment that i was like yo like i'm gonna hit the road i'm gonna get out of my shell like i'm gonna travel like, this is like, like you're not only are you like doing this music shit, but you're like overcoming your anxiety all at the same time. Wow. So it was, it was really big for me. That's pivotal. Yeah. That's huge. Oh
1: yeah. And another thing that I would imagine, like I don't even play music and I remember how scary it was to go on my first tour, but like for kid that was kind of like reclusive, quiet kid for you to go out mm. on the, on the road and run your own set and play. Play your own uke and like be a performer. Like, yeah. that's that takes a lot. Oh, yeah. Was that a hard thing to overcome or did that feel natural? Like, how did you how was that?
0: So, like, I remember I remember the first day of tour. This was November 27th of last year. Um, it was me, Dylan, and my friend Keem. Yeah. Uh, flowers, shout out flowers. Hell yeah. Uh, we all got in the fucking car, we got a rental and we all got in the car together. And the drive was fine. Everything was great. Um, had a good dinner. Everything was, was sick, like super sick. Yeah. And then we get to the venue and that's when I was like, oh, and like I started feeling this like tightness in my chest. I started getting a little bit more anxious. Um, and then up until I went on stage, I was like, yo, I can't do this. I really can't. Like, I'm going to throw up. Like, I'm going to go Fuck. up there. I want to like shake uncontrollably and I'm going to puke on everybody. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's genuinely how I felt. Um but then I remember stepping on stage. I had my intro play and I stepped on stage. and All these kids came out and they were cheering. And that's all it took for me to just be like, okay, like it's, it's showtime. Like I, I gotta do this. Um, I was really anxious throughout my whole set, but like making eye contact with all these kids and seeing all these smiling faces, like kept me going. Fuck. That's cool. And I remember stepping off a stage and Dylan tells a story to everybody. I remember stepping off a stage and I was like packing up all my shit and I'm shaking like like I've never shook before. Um, and I start crying and I'm like, oh my God, like I did it. I fucking did it. And Dylan always explains it as like the Holy Ghost left my body. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like that. And um, I remember I did the same thing the second night. I didn't like get off stage and start shaking or anything, but like played the show the second night, third night, fourth night, et cetera. And like I just kept doing it and kept yeah. doing it and just like got better with each performance.
1: That's so sick because I mean like going coming off of the tour that we were just on a week ago, Yeah. like dude, like you and Shinny were headlining every night and Mm -hmm. like you ran the crowd. Every song like you have like your flow and like you get everyone into it and like you own it. Thank you. So like that wasn't that long for you to become a
0: real performer. It took what, seven, eight months? Yeah. So that's all it takes is just like having the courage to get up there and like the push from everybody around you. That's all it took.
1: That's awesome. Because again, I, I hope that people listen to this that are trying to like get into it and make their own project or anything like that. Mm. And like, I just think you set such a good example of that because you, you know, we say it like we're just people, all that. And like, yeah. you were so nervous and like, that's so real. So if like, if you could overcome that, then like, so could anybody else that's in that lane. exactly. And yeah. that's
0: all I want people to take away from like coming to see me perform. I want them to like, look at me and be like, if the weird emo kid can do it, I can do it. Because it's possible.
1: That's so cool. And we were saying that the other night at the Airbnb.
0: Like, that's a big
1: message of yours. Like kind of bigger than even the songs. Like
0: oh definitely.
1: i get that there's like a purpose that you have of like spreading that message and like that confidence. Yeah,
0: because we're even talking about this with the manifestation shit. Like I think if you put your mind to it, you can do anything. Yeah. Anything in this world. It's just you need the drive, the passion, and like the hard work. Yeah. That's it. That's all you gotta do.
1: And I I think that you set such a good example of that because you're so, you know, low key, soft spoken, chilling. Mm-hmm. Like you're not like some like, you know, like out there crazy look at me performer. Yeah,
0: I don't have face tats and I'm not driving a Bugatti. And yeah, like-
1: you're really like you don't have much to prove. No. Yet you have everything to prove. Yeah, exactly. You, as quiet as you are in some regards. Mm-hmm. I feel that it means something to you and I watch you do the hard work. Yeah. It's not that you sit there, you sit there and you hope for it. Like every night at the end of the tour, you'd play ukulele to all the fans that waited and you'd sing songs. Yeah. You take the time to talk to every kid. Mm. Even earlier you were saying like you'd respond to all the YouTube comments and like you yeah. respond to all your fans. You go live almost every day. Like yeah. all these things you do, you're putting in the work. Oh, so like yeah you've had that anxiety and like yeah there's been these moments mm. but you're not dumb and you've worked yeah. really hard the whole way yeah. and i love that you set that example because it comes from such a genuine place and like yeah. you set the example that you don't have to be some cocky asshole you just have to work
0: not exactly like i remember meeting some of my favorite bands and artists at warp tour just like being in line for like a meet and greet and shit yeah and, like, having them tell me the same shit. Yeah. Like, they'd all tell me the same shit. Just, like, just work hard, have a passion for it, and, like, you'll do it. Yeah. And I, I didn't really, like, believe that up until I did it. Dude, you know?
1: that's what it is. Yeah. Like, it's it sounds so cheesy when it's said. When it's, mm-hmm. really all you got to do is believe. And I think that your artist project outside of the songs is so important. Mm-hmm. Because I think you're better proof of that than so many. You didn't have some crazy advantage. Like you said it, like you didn't grow up super ballin'. Mm. You know, your mom brought you up. You're in a small fucking town. You couldn't even start your band because your fucking drum set got stolen. You had a lot of things against you. Yeah. But you still did it. Tried. Tried my best. It's fucking cool. (laughs) Damn. I mean, that. I feel like that pretty much catches us up to like where you're at now. Like you Mm. tour, or or I guess, so to conclude touring, you do the Oliver Francis tour. That goes into... Which one was after that?
0: The first part of this tour, the were all my friends. That's
1: right. It yeah. happened right after that. And that's where tour. we all met.
0: Yeah, it was my second tour ever. Wow. <laughs> I
1: remember that day, like just like going to the airport, giving you a big old hug, picking you up, and it was right into it. Yeah. Lakewood, Ohio. Then that show fucking popped off. That on. was
0: yeah, that was like the perfect first show for that tour. Yeah. I was really anxious, but it like it went so well.
1: Yep. Yeah. Super dope. And you fit right in with the guys too. Cause that has to be nerve wracking. Like that tour was yeah. going for a little while before you got on. Mm-hmm. So for you to show up and like be the new kid and all that, but, yeah. Like, I think there was just that energy and like everybody absorbed you really well. And it was like a good
0: dynamic. Yeah, no, it went super well. As soon as we got to the venue and like everybody was in a room together, I think everybody kind of like felt it out and like, yeah, just mended, you know?
1: And I mean, dude, to think that by the end of that tour, the last song played was So Long Goodbye oh by my Family Cut yeah. in, in, in Buffalo. Buffalo. And it's your birthday. Yeah, closest they, thing
0: to a hometown show.
1: Dude, and we're all there. And it's like, we know the tour is ending. We've become such good friends. And yeah. all of us are just bawling. Like, the song is being sang. Yeah. Everyone's on stage and everyone's just bawling, crying. But, like, it was such, like, a, a good happiness cry.
0: Yeah, and not only that, but, like, right after, I remember um mars being like oh um i forgot what he said but y'all started singing happy birthday yeah remember my sister came up with a cupcake with a candle and you had the balloons yep and i started bawling again yeah and we all just started crying it was it was a good time that was the best birthday ever fuck yeah thank you for that
1: yeah dude thank you yeah no problem but damn so okay so went into where all my friends tour Mm -hmm. and then after that you did that really cool tour with nash yeah and mall rat yeah that's when i found out that i loved mall rat yeah. i came to see you i was like yo
0: mall sick yeah. shout out mall shout out mall rat super good i remember they'd play they have a song called uninvited mm-hmm. it's like the last song on their set every night i would turn the fuck up to that yes so good I, i'm still not sick of that song so good so super good
1: that's awesome, and actually, to add another crazy full circle moment, when I came and saw you at that LA show, mm-hmm. it's not when I met Morgan or Gucci Highwaters, but yeah. it's when we were like, "Oh, all right, we're boys," because yeah. we stayed. Like you played, we came out to see you, mm. and then Mallrat comes on, and we had both of us had this moment where we're like, "You fuck with pop music?" And I was like, "Yeah," and it's like, "Is this one of the best pop artists you've heard in a long time?" And he was like, "Yeah." And I ended up taking him back to his Airbnb that night. And we just like bumped pop music on the drive home. And I was like, this kid's a real
0: one. That's what's so. Uh,
1: so that's, thank you for that show. Thank yeah, no you for problem. that.
0: That's super dope.
1: Yeah. But okay. So you went into that and mm. like, you've kind of stayed touring. Did I miss one? Cause you uh, obviously. The,
0: the Wicked tour was after that. And then part two of the, we're all my friends tour.
1: There it is. So yeah. 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 Fucking A. Crazy. So that's touring. You've yeah. continued to grow. You've continued to release music. Mm-hmm. I feel like that catches us up to speed about, you know, like it's so exciting to do this interview now oh, or the yeah. podcast now, because like really this is just the beginning.
0: No, definitely. There's a
1: couple like really cool moments and really cool signs. Mm-hmm. And you've obviously made a dope name for yourself, but like dog,
0: like it's we're only still, a couple of years in. Yeah. It's still so fresh. It's crazy to me though. Cause like I think about what's happened within the past like six to seven months and I'm like, Holy shit. Like this is insane. Mm-hmm. Like it almost feels like I'm like in the middle or at my peak. Yeah. But it's just the beginning. Yeah. And it, I, I think about that constantly. Yeah. So it's 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 somewhat overwhelming, but in the best of ways. Yeah. That's Super so cool. fucking cool. Yeah.
1: So on that same note, a friend mm. of ours brought up a cool thing in a podcast. And I feel like this is the perfect thing to ask you because it does feel so early, and hopefully we can come back to this. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a couple questions so we can revisit them let's say in a year from now sick so here we are 2019 Mm -hmm. uh we're recording this in june it'll probably drop right around there but um so right now in this moment what is
0: the biggest show to date that you've played oh damn i think i think it might have been the one at the um the hi-hat
1: the sold out LA high hat.
0: Yeah, the three fifty one. That there was were, big. There was some on the Nash tour that were big, mm-hmm. but the crowd didn't really fill in up until Nash went on. Since wow. I was an opener. Oh, true. So yeah, I think I think that's the biggest show. Either Fuck, that or cool. the one in LA that you came to at the L Ray. Yeah. It was it was between those. So like 350, 400. Wow. I'd say. Sick. Yeah.
1: I'm so like that like gets me emotional knowing that the (laughs) version three show was like that big. That
0: was easily the best show I've ever played. That was one of the best nights of my life.
1: Honestly, same. Yeah. That night to me, like I I don't want to get ahead of myself, but like I just feel like it was an important night because there were so many people there. There were so many people part of our community that were there. It was such to me, it legitimized it. Oh yeah. It was like a if this many people are out here. And they care this much. And these, like, everyone was so happy. Everybody, mm. every guest was so happy to be there. And it was just like, okay, this is real. This is important. Yeah. And it was you guys. Like, that crowd was y'all. There was no, like, you know. Yeah. It was essentially just a big old Cole headliner, right? Like, mm-hmm. you and Shinny play last. But, like, just, it was the boys.
0: Yeah, that shit blew my mind. The turnout was insane. And there was, there was a lot of kids there that had told me when they met me. Uh, that they flew in from different states or different countries. Wow. So there's people from, I think there was somebody from Montreal all the way up in Canada that flew in just for that show. Fuck. They just came to LA for a couple days just to go to that show. Did I tell you the thing that
1: the promoter told me? No. The, the, like, so the <gasps> line at the show? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yo, we haven't seen a line this big since Billie Eilish played here. That's insane. What the
0: fuck? That's so insane.
1: I will never forget that night. Okay, well, cool. That's a great answer. Yeah. Um, could be the same, but uh, proudest achievement to date?
0: oh proudest achievement um probably just being able to go on the road and like get away from home for such an extended amount of time because like i remember being that kid growing up that i'd go to a friend's house and i'd plan on staying the whole weekend and i'd leave a day early because i was homesick Whoa! i'd like get so anxious to the point where i felt like i was gonna puke Whoa! and i'd make up some bullshit excuse and be like oh yeah like I gotta, I gotta feed my cat or like something, some some bullshit, and just go home.
1: Dude, so for you to get out there and tour and to like do this is like a huge personal level. Oh yeah, yeah, no,
0: definitely. Fuck, that's cool. Yeah, that's a great answer.
1: (laughs) Um, Favorite memory on tour?
0: Ooh, on this past tour, just no, just general in general can be anything.
1: Um, favorite memory?
0: Ooh, uh, Seattle. My sister and I went to this this bar called Unicorn. And they had a bunch of like really exotic taxidermy like hanging up, and like the colors were crazy, and the the menu, all the drinks, all the cocktails were like really weird. Like unicorn jizz was one of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the food that we had was called narwhal balls. They were like, <laughs> they were like. Uh, have you ever had hush puppies from Long John Silver's?
1: Actually, yes, and they're yeah. very good.
0: Yeah, they're kind of like that, but like a little bit more deep fried. I think they had cheese in them. Oh shit! Uh, super good, but. We found out that following day that it was a gay bar. Oh. And I was like, that's why it was so cool. mm, And the narwhal balls and the oranges. I think just like that, that whole night, just like being on the other side of the country, even especially with my sister, um, because we we were were like on and off close growing up. Mm -hmm. But now that like we have toured together and we're like kind of in the same age group yeah um we're like super tight so i think just like that whole night was like really cool it's probably like one of my favorite memories from tour
1: love that yeah um current goal that you're chasing right now doesn't have to be business anything just like something that you want to achieve
0: um i i talked about this a couple weeks ago with my mom and she laughed um i want to be 25 and own a house in the countryside. That would be so sick. Fuck yeah. That's like, I just want to like kick up and like relax. I think that'd be nice.
1: That's a flex. Yeah. Dude. And you've got a couple years to do that. Yeah. If, shit's to, if shit keeps going well, that's real. Mm, that'd be super dope. All right. I love that. <laughs> um, And then advice to, okay. So advice to your, Past self now. So, in a year, if you were to come back to this and give this Nick advice, but like this Nick, this current day Nick, Mm. what advice would you give to a younger version of yourself right now?
0: Don't be afraid to be yourself. Like, I think a lot of a lot of my fears, my rational fears, come from just like judgment from other people. But I think I overthink that and assume that people are going to judge me based on what I'm doing. When in reality a lot of people like look at what I'm doing and they're like, that's sick. So I think just like being more vocal about what I'm doing and just being myself to like a T is like the advice that I'd give myself.
1: I feel like that shit's timeless right there. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Damn. Those are the questions. Damn. Yeah. I oh, thought yeah. that'd
0: be fun. Yeah, no, that was cool.
1: Damn. I mean that's uh that's pretty much what I got. I feel like we I feel like we did the
0: thing. Yeah, we killed that shit. Yeah. Did I miss anything? no i don't think so cool that was a lot of fun i really liked it That was good there was
1: so <laughs> yeah. i learned so much and like again like i kind of had that feeling like i was like mm. it's just off of our talks and like the heart-to-hearts of like the genuine message that you have and like wanting to spread that to kids and show people that it's possible yeah there were even more layers to that in the oh, yeah. story And I hope that, like, I mean, I hope this podcast helps. I hope that that's a piece where kids hear this and they understand even more what the project is about.
0: And me just, like, getting that out there and, like, letting people hear that is, like, helpful to me as well. So thank you for giving me a platform to do so.
1: Dude, fuck yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. (laughs) There it is.
0: Thank you so so much for joining me. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Dope.
1: So there you have it. Garden. I really, again, love his story. I think that there's something so special about him. Uh, He's got this fire and this drive, and he works so hard, yet he's very quiet and humble, and I I just love that example that he sets. Um, again, if you did like the episode, please just share it. Tag us on social media, tell your friends, spread the word. The podcast grows by people talking about it and sharing it with other people they like. It lets me then find more guests to tell other cool stories. So uh, sharing it really helps all around. It means the world to us as well. So he's at Garden, G-U-A-R-D-I-N or at Astral Agenda on Twitter. I'm at Andrew underscore FTW. I think that says it all. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.